Welcome everyone, I'm Joel Van Hoogen and this is the Bread of Life. This is a program of the International Discipleship Ministry Church Partnership Evangelism. You can go to traincpe.org to learn more about our work in over 40 countries. You can also find out more about us by going to breadoflifeboise.org, where you'll learn about our local missions fellowship, the Bread of Life. For now, we take our Bibles in hand, and I'll invite you to turn to 2 Kings chapter 5 and the account of the healing of Naaman, the great man of Syria, who has done good to his land and his king, and so is held in honor by his countrymen. But this goodness doesn't define his future. His future is defined by the fact that he was a leper. He had a disease that was considered the walking death, and this was the sum expectation of his future, to rot away to the bone in his disease. The Bible uses this sickness to illustrate the spiritual condition that sin brings on our lives. No matter what good you've done, it's this sickness that defines your future. And it's from this sin sickness that Jesus came to heal you and make you well. Here's the fourth thing I want you to see here. It's actually kind of encouraging if you'll understand it. Elisha had instructions for a leper. Naaman goes to Elisha. He rolls up with his chariots and with his servants and with all the wealth that he wants to pour upon him. He rolls up regaled with all of the accoutrements of a man who has been recognized as great and honorable and good in his nation and powerful in his nation. And Elisha doesn't even go out to meet him. He stays inside. He sends somebody out with a message to him. Elisha doesn't go out to give honor to Naaman. He doesn't go out to meet him and see this good and great and valiant man. He doesn't go out to see this man that God has done sovereignly great things through for the nation of Syria. It doesn't concern Elisha at all. Elisha sends out instructions to a leper. He encounters him as a leper. Let me just say this. The gospel encounters us not in our goodness. Has nothing to account for us. It has nothing to give us in our good states and in the things that we do that are good. The gospel encounters us in our sin. What does it say in verses 9 and 10? Let's read it again. Of chapter 5 of 2 Kings. So Naaman came with his horses and his chariots and stood at the doorway of the house of Elisha. Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, Go wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh will be restored to you and you will be clean. Elisha has nothing to offer in account of the goodness that is in Naaman. He sends his instruction to wash and be made well and clean in the water of the Jordan, and his instructions are for a leper. God's good news is not for good men and good women, but for leprous and sinful men and women. These God would bathe in the cleansing water of his grace and forgiveness. These he will cleanse from the to-the-bone defilements of sin. This salvation comes to them as they confess their sin and their need of him. Jesus spoke about this mission in his own life, this healing, this rescuing, this saving mission. Jesus references in such a way that we would recognize that he is what we call our great physician. In Mark chapter 2, verse 17 he declares the same reality that we see expressed as Elisha encounters Naaman. There the Lord Jesus says in Mark 2.17, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous, 
but sinners to repentance. We might say it another way, I haven't come here on a mission to elevate good people. I've come here to rescue people who are lost in their sin and overcome with their disease. Paul builds us upon the same declaration. He recognizes the same reality and the same truth. He says in 1 Timothy 1.15, speaking of the primary mission of Jesus Christ, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners, of whom I'm the chief. I met Jesus. I encountered Jesus. Not in the greatness of my stature, not in the place where I've been honored, not in the contributions I'd made to my society, not in the great knowledge I had of God's word. I encountered Jesus in my sin. And he met me and he transformed me. That's what he's saying. The gospel has no answer. It has no approach. It has no way of connecting with you just because you're good. It's not good news for good people. It's good news for leprous and sinful people. And that's exactly what Naaman was. He was a good man. Did good things. He was made in the image of God. He ought to recognize that. It would be valuable and helpful. And it would be, be almost irritating if you weren't willing to recognize those things. But it doesn't change the leprosy and the sin that was upon him. Here's a final observation here. Naaman almost missed his healing. He almost turned back from the healing that he could have received. And he did receive eventually. Because for a moment he forgot his leprosy and he remembered his goodness. He forgot that he was a leper and he thought instead, I'm a great man and I'm an honorable man and I expect to be treated in that way and engaged in that way and give me something great and honorable to do in order that I might be cured of this disease. But he wanted to be met on the basis of his goodness as if that's what counted and that's what mattered. But it didn't count and it didn't matter. It was his leprosy that was the concern. His leprosy that was defining his future. He was insulted that the prophet didn't come out to him didn't give him some act that would express his own greatness and honor his own goodness. And it, it took others around him to remind him that he had gone to Elisha because he was a leper, not because he was a great man. You see, the truth of the gospel comes to us and it levels the ground at which it engages all people. And what it does is the gospel engages all people at the lowest common denominator, which is your sin. Your sin and the disease of your sin. God and his condescension and love for you met you at your lowest point and the lowest point of all humanity so that he is accessible to all. Romans 3.23 says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Take your Bibles and turn to Romans chapter 5 and let me read to you verses 6 through 8. You should know these verses, but you need to remind yourself of them. Romans 5 verses 6 through 8. Paul goes on to write, For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man some would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's the gospel at its core. The gospel is for sinners. It's not for those who are honored for their basic goodness. We want to go on sometimes and change the way that that's written. We want to link God's love and God's salvation to our deeds and our goodness. We want to link the things that God has done for us and the things that we've accomplished because we're good and God is honoring us. We want to write things like God demonstrates his love towards us and that while we were hardworking and thoughtful people, Christ died for us. 
God demonstrates his love for us and that while we were consistent attenders at church, Christ died for us. God demonstrates his love for us while we were animal lovers or social justice protesters or bumper sticker advocates for unity or constitutionalists or tithers or charitable volunteers. Christ died for us. No. The only way back from leprosy is a miracle. And you're not so much cured as you're cleansed from it. It's drawn out of your system. Good person or not, the only answer back from your spiritual condition of sin is a miracle of God as well. God's love is demonstrated in that while you were yet sinners, Christ died for you. When you were still deformed and defiled in the leprosy of your sin, He came to bring salvation to you. And you find that salvation when, in a moment, you forget your goodness and you remember your leprous state and your sin and you confess it to God. So 1 John 1.9 says, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. To cleanse us of our leprous state. Now, brothers and sisters, I think this is important to remember when we're dealing with individuals who don't know Christ. It's to concede the things that are easy to concede. Men and women are made in the image of God and so they are capable of doing remarkable and wonderful things. And we should let there be a raging expression of something beautiful and wonderful in the divine that is in all men and honor it. And we let that be high and noble and exalted and honor it at the same time. We don't draw back one bit from what's happened to man because of his sin and his failings. That he is evil and he's wicked and that image has been distorted and that he is as much a marvelous image bearer of God, but he is also a monster of iniquity, deformed by the disease of his sin. And it's that which is defining his future. And it's that that keeps him from God. And that which makes him a walking death. And that that he needs to be restored from. Now, we have to remember this for ourselves as well. We have to remember that God doesn't come to us and God doesn't work in our lives because we've taken note of our good deeds for the day. That we've given expression, well, you know, I was really good and I did all these good things. And if it's somehow this is remarkable, as if you weren't made in the image of God either and capable of doing good things. And of course, when you're a believer and Christ is living in you, he highlights and he brings out that expression of his divine image in ways that are muted and men who are fallen and separated from God. But this is not the point of your salvation. The point of your salvation was God meeting a person who was broken in their sin. A person who needed God's grace outpoured upon him and her. God meeting you at the cross where Jesus Christ died for sinners to make you whole. You confess that. Paul says, Christ came to die for sinners of which I am, I was the chief. I am the chief. I come to his grace and receive his grace and I meet with God still recognizing this apart from his gracious engagement with me, I am what I was. It's his life in me. It's his grace given to me that's changed me and reconciled me. I live in that grace. I come to God. I find his relationship and contact with me. 
and his love for me not in my performance, but in the fact that he still meets me at the lowest common denominator to transform me. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Lord, we want to be able to bring the message of the gospel to those who don't know you. And here are contact points. We're both made in your image. We've both been given divine instincts that we can identify, that reflect, that we're made by you and made to know you and experience you. And we're both sinners. We're both individuals that apart from your outpoured working and your grace, would produce nothing more than a contagious disease that would be spread from one person to the other and would define our, our futures. Only for us, a difference has taken place. Our Savior came and laid his hands upon us, leprous as we were, engaged us in our sins. And we looked to him and we accepted what his, his work of salvation and the cleansing provide, provided for us and we've been made whole. We praise you and we thank you for that. We thank you, O oh God, that the difference has been in a touch that we receive from you. And we pray for our friends that they might know that touch as well and be wonderfully restored and saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you for listening to the Ministry of the Bread of Life. To learn more about our ministry, let me suggest you go to one of two websites. First, go to traincpe.org traincpe.org to learn more about the work we're doing all over the world to equip and engage the body of Christ in personal evangelism, discipleship, and church planting. Or to learn about our work in your community, go to breadoflifeboise.org. Until the next time, God bless you.